Episode number 98, Be Safe in Your Camaro. Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, buddy? Oh, we got a busy, busy show this morning, uh, this, morning this week, this, this day. Jam-packed. Absolutely. It is. It is. And we don't typically like to start off with a downer, but this is this is something that we just need to talk about. Something important we need to talk about, I think. And, and you know, we've talked about this many, many, many times through the 10-plus years we've been doing the podcast. Um, yeah. One's always been... Wear your seatbelt, right? Yeah. Always. It's it's simple. And the other one is take it to the track. Take it and off the road. And that's hard to do. Yeah. Because tracks Camaro. are few and far between. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're out there, you're having fun. It's a great day in your car. You see a challenge. Of course, you want to have fun and you might lose your lose your you know, sense of responsibility and 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 uh, and. Give it a little, and then a little becomes a lot, and then, well, Palmdale, uh, the headline on Eyewitness News, uh, ABC7, father, teen, daughter killed after car splits in half in Palmdale high-speed crash, and it was a yellow Camaro in 2014. It's it's not a good sight. It's not a good sight. And um, I know... uh, (sighs) I remember Scott Settlemeyer always saying that when you would see like a Camaro accident, it's always covered and there was a Camaros are unsafe. And, and, and he was like, listen, when you see a Camaro accident, it always seems to be spectacular. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, what safety mechanisms can you put in a Camaro that could avoid the car from being split in half? Nothing, nothing. Common sense. That's yeah. that's that's what you can put in a Camaro. The unfortunately, this father daughter, um, I don't know, high rate of speed, lost control, single vehicle collision, the car split in half, and and they were both killed. Yep. It so, is, you know, it was about a year ago, give or take. There was a whole rash of instances where. Mustangs leaving cars and coffee, careening into crowds and everything like that. And, yeah. yeah ha, ha, ha. But I got to think that the responsible Mustang owners cringed every time they saw that. Oh, and, I'm and I don't sure. I'm sure they were. They were probably like, "Why are these asshats bringing you know these kind of this kind of uh, heat on the rest of us responsible?" Yeah. Mustang owners. And, and we're not innocent. We've goofed around, yep. we've done high speed stuff, every now and, then, and every time it could have ended like this. So. This just serves as a reminder. It's springtime. The horsepower numbers are getting higher. Just be responsible. Don't, yeah, don't make an, make another bad news happen. And it's tough. It's tough. We're not preaching. We're just with, saying. With, with great horsepower comes great responsibility. <laughs> that is very true, <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, Uncle Ben. Isn't that his name, Uncle Ben, that said that yep, in Spider-Man? Absolutely. Yeah. Not the horsepower thing, but... but. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of so, made that my own, but yes, we're absolutely. Um, so we're just kind of telling you guys, take it to the track, keep it off the street. 
it's not the it's not the wild wild west out there anymore of like when people were growing up in the 60s and 70s in the the heyday of the muscle car era when they're coming out and people would head to the road and you know drag race on the street um it's not like that anymore it's not and yeah. even with even with the great amount of safety that these cars i mean the best they're producing the best cars ever in terms of safety but <laughs> You, you you can't you can't be uh, stupid. It's true. Yeah. My dad used to tell me stories, you know, about he'd challenge to a race back in the day. He had the fastest car in the Tri County area in the whole nine yards. But okay, they go outside of town, and that would be like a five to ten mile drive. Yeah. Now now to get outside of town, it's a twenty five to fifty mile drive. There's just more people. It's just I I wish I could have lived in those days, but um, the reality is we live in the days that we do where. No amount of safety is going to prevent somebody from getting hurt at 125 miles an hour crash. That is correct. Period. That is correct. So um, let this be a, um, I don't know, indication Just of a, what can happen. A reminder. Yeah. Every now and, and then uh, we need it. When you, when you think about mashing them when someone's egging you on in that Mustang and revving it. Just think of being dead or the other person being dead. That's... Mm-hmm. That's what I think of. I got a family to think of. Yep. All right. Let's move on. So so don't be dumb. Okay. Don't be dumb. Um, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Chris, you were telling me before the show that uh, Camaro prices are dropping. Yeah. They are. They What's are. What's up with that? I don't know, but um, GM Authority this week posted an article. Let me find this here. There's a dealership. I can't remember which one it is. I'm going to pull up the article. But they have a 2017 Camaro SS 1LE on their lot for under 40000 Under 40000 Gosh. Uh, that's kind of significant. Uh, why, why can't they sell a, a 2017 1LE car? Here it is. A dealer selling a... SS one LE under forty thousand. A Griswell, a Griswell Chevrolet in Maryland has a Camaro SS one LE for just thirty nine four forty seven. Yes, forty thousand is quite a bit of money, but let's keep in mind it's got the one LE package, which is a mm-hmm. sixty five hundred dollar package on top of the already Camaro SS one LE, which hovers around forty six thousand. So essentially, one lucky buyer can scoop up a one LE for under two thousand. Over a regular 1SS trim, which starts at 37.9. The Camaro S1 LE adds all, you know, we've we've talked about this in many episodes. Yeah, let's see. You can click on the link, see if it's still available. Uh, Thurmont, Maryland. Looks like it still is. Yeah. Oh, it's got, it has a 795 views on it already. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put the calculator in here. I put no, no, three thousand down. What's the interest rate these days? Eh, you can pick it up for two percent, one point nine, two percent. And I go, I go long. I'll go seventy-two months. Well, you probably sales do about three percent then. Ooh, sales tax hurts you. Ouch. <laughs> Here it hurts me, but good. <laughs> Six hundred eight dollars a month. <clears throat> Dang. Yeah. Ouch. It's still hard. But I mean, forty thousand dollars. I mean, shit. That's how much I'm. <clears throat> on, I mean, shoot. Sorry, with two O's. Yeah. That's how much I. About how much I paid for my 2010 Camaro SS with a two SS package. Yeah, seven years ago. <laughs> Gosh, man, if that wasn't red, I'd actually, you know, 
present this to my wife. <laughs> I don't like red cars. Kind of like in the movie uh, Used Cars. So once again, we're we seem to always come back to the same topic. You know, pricing. Is mm-hmm. this car overpriced? We saw sales figures last month that were not good. Owie. So, I don't know if they're going to start throwing money on the hood. I don't know if this has money on the hood. I Here in Detroit, I, I'm not seeing dealers, hey, come on in, 1.9%, zero down, zero in the month, blah, blah, No, I'm not seeing nothing like that. Maybe mm-hmm. come spring when people want to start buying sports cars again, muscle cars. Sports there you cars. go. Yeah. I don't know. Well... Pick it up, man. Somebody go out and buy that car and tell us uh, tell us how you like it. Absolutely. All right. Seems like a deal. You got Except a rumor? You got a rumor for me? I got a rumor here. The rumor uh, mill's churning? Yeah. According to uh, this video that was posted by uh, Sons of Speed Sons of on Speed? YouTube. Okay. You son of a speed, you. <laughs> um, the Chevy hints that it will announce a Z28 at Daytona next week. Isn't the Daytona 500 coming up? February 26th, so we're less than 10 days away as we record this. Oh. So you think uh, the Z28 might get unveiled in Daytona? Probably a pace car, you think? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. something like a special edition, you mm-hmm. know, a, a Daytona 500 car, you know? Yeah. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, we'll see. It makes sense. It's yeah. it's, it's it, and it's about time, you know. Yeah. So let's see how it goes. All right. Um, just a quick note. Um, we're strapped on time, so I'm not going to go into great details. But we've been talking about oil catch cans or oil separators in the past couple three episodes. And there's an article on lsxmag.com that, um, Chris, I'll make sure that you have the link so you can put it in the show notes. They're saying that direct injection pretty much makes them a must. And it's a really good article that explains the point of a PCV valve system and why an oil separator will do the trick. It's actually a very long article. And one of the things is why not the factory? So, So it's a really cool article. Chris, I'm going to give this to you. Yep, sounds um, good. Link it up in the show notes, guys. Read this and call in with your comments about it, like like we have been in the past. And you know, do you do you what do you think based on after reading this article that uh, we're going to provide for you? Thanks to the folks at lsxmag.com. And next time I I uh, are able to interview Al, this is going to be the, one of the questions I ask him about catch cans. Yeah, this seems to be keeps coming up and up and up. Well, you know what, when Chris, when you and I were talking about this, um, I said it's probably because people forget to, to empty them, and they fill up with oil, and then, you know, they'll start puking out the top of it. <laughs> puking. But according to this dude from Moroso, of course, who makes one catch of the cans, cans um, <laughs> a proper oil-air separator system needs to be checked every three or so gas fill-ups to see if the body needs to be drained. Unfortunately, not everyone cares about optimizing the performance and longevity of their cars, and these people are the people who auto manufacturers have to consider when deciding whether or not to implement a system like this. It becomes safer for them not to install it if it will go unchecked. Hmm. I like to see what Al says about it. Yeah. Anyway, all plus right. Plus the dealer's cool. going to, plus they're going to warranty anything that go, would go wrong anyway, so. <clears throat> True. All right, it's we got some. mod your car. <laughs> we got emails. We got voicemails this week. Let's start with, yeah. uh, let's start with an email. You want to, you want to read it? 
Yeah, sure. This one comes from Sean Flynn from Tucson. He listens to the Camaro Show right on the website at CamaroShow.com, and he wants to promote the Tucson Camaro Club. Oh. He says, I left a voicemail message the other day asking about the 50 package that some Camaro owners are receiving. I found some information on Camaro6.com. I think there are two different packages, one for the owners who bought a 50th anniversary edition Camaro and the other with the artwork that are owners who have owned at least four Camaros and still own one. It would be sweet to get one. I've owned three wait and waiting on my 2017 ZL1, which was built on Thursday. My first, my first Camaro was a 1970. I'm sure GM does not know about that, and I would get credit for it. Anyways, great show. Thank you for all that you do. Sean, cool. Thanks for clarifying that. Always wondered what was going on. So Yeah, um, I, I have not received one um, because I've only actually, myself in my name, owned three Camaros, not counting the three or four that my dad and I sort of owned together, but they were really his car. Um, So I'm not getting one. You're getting one because you've owned five now? uh, Six? first was 95. No, you had a 93. Oh, yeah. 93, (laughs) 95, 2000, 2002, 2010, 2012, now 2017, seven. Good grief, man. Seven Camaros, yeah. Well, thanks for that info, Sean. I actually just heard that info recently um, somewhere else, too. So uh, I, I got to believe it's true. Excellent. I wonder how they know about the cars but uh, you know that you own. But yeah. Thanks, Sean. Yep. Um, how, how about a voicemail, buddy? Let's do it. All right. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, guys? It's AJ, the resident Mustang guy. And uh, I just wanted to uh, call in and see about uh, taking a little trip down memory lane with you guys. Uh, I was just thinking about when I first started listening to the show. And the fifth gen, and that's why it's a special car to me because, you know, that's the whole reason I started listening to the show uh, because the fifth gen came out. But I wanted to see about uh, you guys' personal experience because I watched the video that you guys did when the car was released and you guys got to drive the V6 and the SS cars. Uh, even though it was snowing, what, what was that like to experience that? to look at this car and, you know, say that, you know, it's now back to reality and to sit behind the wheel and to see the name Camaro on the steering wheel and to just look around the cabin and, and, you know, have to take it all in that this is actually a new Camaro, you know. Um, I just wanted to see what what that day was like for you guys. We kind of only got a little glimpse. Uh, we didn't really get to see Chris much, um, if at all. I can't remember. And we got to see Jason a little bit. But um, could you just fill us in on what that day was like and what you know kind of feelings and thoughts were going through your guys' head uh, to know that this was a brand-new Camaro? Okay, guys, that's all I wanted. Talk to you later. Hey, G, thanks oh, for boy. calling in. <laughs> <laughs> see the dogs in the background. It's funny. Uh, <clears throat> I, as... I've said before, I don't know if we, we talked about this at, at at length, but I put that day in one of my top five car moments of all time because we were the very first two to drive those cars on the road. The very first two. And we kind of got some heat from it too. Remember from like Jalopnik? Oh yeah. What do they, they call us? They call us form, form fanboys. Yeah. They're, they're like boys. they're like forum fanboys get to drive new Camaro first, not road and track, not motor trend. <laughs> they kind of ripped us a little bit. Good. That means we were doing it right, I guess, because you know, I mean, 
they don't get anything cool, like cars to plow into walls at uh, at Bella Isle or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I'll I'll never forget that day. I remember it was cold. It was it was really cold. The wind, and we met up at uh, full throttle speed. And uh, Scott had uh, an SS, and Cheryl had a V six car, and yep. uh, we drove them around. We drove them around the city. Uh, stopped for coffee at Big B's. Uh, talked. We we went over every little aspect. I remember shooting a video of you getting in the back seat of the car and and just showing how the latch on the seat worked and showing yeah. how much legroom you had in the back seat. And then you doing a video with the with the switchblade key because that was yep. at that time the first car to have that switchblade. Yeah, had it. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a great day. It was a bummer that it was so cold, man. It was and snowy in Michigan, but that's that's how it works. And there's some donuts too. Yeah, well, we didn't do. I didn't. I was. We were not behind the wheel on that. Oh. I know somebody who was. Um, it was really cool. But you know, the bummer was is that we couldn't really just spend a day with the car. We only had like an hour or two, maybe, of drive yeah. time. And what was going through our minds? It was, well, well we'd driven cars, the fifth gen concepts, and and even I've I've had the pleasure of driving one of the Ivor cars. You know, the the zebra stripe cars. Yep. But it was still really something else to get in. It was it was neat. It was neat for me because you could. I got in the production pre-production car, and it was it had some already had some familiarity from driving the uh, the um, Ivor cars. So it was kind of like okay, I'm I'm back. So it, it was it was just a great experience, and and yeah, I'll I'll give it in my top top five as well. Um, yeah, I, it, it, it was that was a great. Day. I remember. I remember the looks, people's heads swiveling around in their cars when we were co- when we came by because these were like the first two cars on the road. And if you remember, Transformers had come out the summer before that and was a huge movie. Yeah. So everybody was looking at the Camaros. I remember me and Cheryl drove through Partridge Creek Mall to get on the Hall Road. And yeah. the people just flipping their heads around. You know, Is that a Camaro? Is that a brand new Camaro? Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah, Bumblebee. Yeah, because I was uh, with Cheryl first in the, was it a yellow? No, orange. Yeah, was, no, Scott had the yellow car. Cheryl had the orange car, I think. Right. But yeah, great time. Great, great yeah, time. Was, Holy cow. And eternal gratitude towards Scott and Cheryl for, for you know, calling upon us to test drive the first car. Yeah. Even if we got in trouble. For and it. Fitzy. And Fitzy. Fitzy couldn't be there that day, but he wanted to be there. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great voicemail. Thanks for asking us about that. Hey, if you guys got a question like that or want to hear like one of our experiences too, we'd be more than happy to share that with you. And here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. And we do have another voicemail here too. Yeah, let's do this. Oh no! Hey Chris, hey Jason, it's Marcus Salazar. Um, spending my Saturday morning at the Secretary of State trying to register my new car. What a miserable place to be on a Saturday. Um, anyway, I wanted to just kind of comment on uh, on the new Dodge Demon. I think uh, I don't really care for the car, obviously, but I, I actually think it's pretty cool what they're doing advertising wise, uh, including the customer. Um, you know, and kind of a scavenger hunt, see what you can find in the pictures, see what you see on the videos. Um, the new, the new one this week with the 315 size tires 
that actually say 815, which I would imagine alludes to horsepower, um, is pretty cool. Um, anyway, excited. I'm more excited for the GT4R Camaro. I'm ready to see it go racing um, next month at Sebring. Um, anyway, have a good show, guys. Bye. Marcus, buddy. Hey, you know, you know he was... He was at the Secretary of State registering his brand new Z28 he bought this week, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Congrats, buddy. Holy cow, that was awesome. I saw he picked up a brand new 2015 from Texas and had it shipped here to Michigan. Oh, man. Oh. I would have flown down there and driven it home. Oh, man. But yes, he's he's now learning uh, about our Secretary of State and how horrible it is <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Oh, The worst. Yeah. So he's even, I mean, as a GM engineer who works on the Camaro team, he, I know he doesn't really care for the Hellcat too much, but he thinks it's pretty cool too, what they're doing with advertising wise. And I didn't, I guess I didn't pick up on that with the the 815 on the tires alluding to possible horsepower of the car. Well, it sure as hell can't be the width. Well, obviously, obviously. It'll be like as wide as the desk in front of you. Yeah. Because we talked about 900 horsepower last week. Yeah. And, and we've been talking about this a lot, how they're marketing and advertising it, and, and it's really cool. It, it Even if you don't care for the car, you really got to appreciate how they're doing it, and they're really putting some cool stuff into it. So I can't wait to see what the final details are yeah, going to be. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks for calling in, Marcus. And uh, when you are on the road on Woodward with your Z28 or on the track, please call us in, and let's let's hear that thing roar. Oh, yeah. That and let's drive down here to rocks. Nashville. Let me uh, take it for a spin. I haven't driven a Z28 yet. Oh, man, the car is awesome. Ooh, we're getting short on time, but we got a couple more emails to go through. We um, do. How about Ian from Winnipeg, Canada? You got that one handy? I do. I do. Ian, or Ian, or however you spell it. Uh, or say it. <laughs> Uh, hi, right. guys. <laughs> hi, guys. I listen to your show all the time. In your last show, you talked about catch cans on Camaros. Did you know for the 1LE, there is a part in the Chevy Parts catalog for a valve cover style catch can that returns the blow-by oil back into the valve cover? This eliminates the excess oil from going into your intake. So does a Camaro need a catch can if you're driving it hard? Question mark. One more item. Can you guys talk more about upgrade parts for the 2010 Camaro SS and what are better ones from your experience as I'm looking at doing a lot of modifications to my 2010 that's what's paid now that's paid for keep up the good works Ian 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 Fred (laughs) uh, he listens to the Camaro show on iTunes yay Um, okay so are they I think we're starting to kind of see a trend here does it does the Camaro need a catch can no probably not is it good for it depends on your usage if you're beating the crap out of it probably yeah. i bet if you look at any uh competition based vehicle they probably have one yeah so maybe that's your answer right there yeah hmm. well uh thanks for that email uh i oh, he wants us to talk about ian oh power oh oh this is what what i think we we talk about this every year and at yeah. sema they release performance parts from chevrolet performance and like bolt-on parts, like you can take, so particularly he's got a fifth gen. So mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of people who have taken parts from either ZL1 now or Z28, put those on their fifth gens to make their cars kind of like a clone or, you know, a car yeah. similar in performance handling uh, or even horsepower to a ZL1 or Z28. I would I would pick up a Chevy Performance catalog. Yeah. 
I would. But if, if um, that's not in your budget, um, really when it comes down to it, it's the same old stuff. Intake and exhaust, start with that. And I still stand by, go with what you can afford or what you like the looks of because they're all probably going to perform similarly. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. I may be wrong, but I'm not. You can, um, you can also hit up our friends over at Fast Tech and see what they yeah. got in their catalogs, P-H-A-S-T-E-K.com. They've, they, they sell a lot of different uh, performance parts from a whole different gamut of manufacturers. And I think they have an in-shop uh, dyno and, and stuff like that. So they know it works. And, uh, yeah, hit up, uh, hit up Jason at, at Fast Tech or um, those guys. Yeah, good guys too. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, the, I, I just quickly I saw that they uh, are developing an exhaust for the New Zealand one already. I know how awesome I think is that. I, I think they're first to market on that. How awesome is that? Yeah. <laughs> cool. They're innovative. No doubt. All right. Uh, one more. Uh, oh, and don't forget suspension. That's always a must. Um, anyway, uh, one more email here. This comes from David Anthony from Akron, Ohio. Listens to the show on iTunes. He says, uh, hello, I love your show. Thanks for the great info. I called back in August about the slipping Camaro sales. I still think the prices are too high, but also, and maybe more importantly, the fifth gen is still a good car. It's a good driver's car. Easy to drive, comfortable, good visibility, and, and thousands less. The sixth gen blows it away performance-wise. I get it. But these manufacturers need to remember, I don't own a track. I drive on bad Obama roads. <laughs> okay. Um. Again, Akron, Ohio. So I don't Obama. I've heard of Obama phones. Yeah, but not Obama roads. Anyway, he said, make the car comfortable to drive on crappy roads. The fifth gen was a good driver's car and still looks very good, actually. Uh, good looking car, so why pay more? Better visibility and seems to have more room inside. Oh, bigger seats too. Remember, way more comfortable in my opinion. Oh, by the way, I got a cat a year ago, a purple one. This demon better be $120,000 or I'm going to be ticked. My cat <laughs> now feels like it looks, feels and looks like a 1985 Chevy Citation. Never again. With the sideways radio. I was going to say with the, <laughs> with the vertical radio. That's right. So, um, yeah, you know, the fifth gen is just a good, good car. Sixth gen kind of turns it up a notch, but you sacrifice. Well, Chris, do you think the visibility in your six? Well, you have a convertible, though. Uh, it's I, I've driven I've driven both. Yeah, and the visibility, visibility is no no better than the fifth gen. Is it worse? No, it's not worse, but it's not not better. How about that back seat? The back seat's worse. <laughs> How about the trunk? Uh, I don't know the trunk. So well, with a convertible, yeah. yeah, yeah, convertible's bad, especially if you have the top down. Yeah, you, you get like a little uh, nugget of space back there, but <laughs> but you also get that extra performance. So yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I don't own a track either, and like we said earlier in the episode, tracks are few and far between, man. And sir, he's if got you Obama, he's yeah, got Obama roads. But if you think you you have bad roads in Ohio, come to Michigan. Holy yeah. crap! When I lived in Michigan, we loved passing through Ohio because the roads are so awesome. I know it was like as soon as you pass the border, they got better. It was like ah, Toledo. <laughs> so he wants to make the car comfortable to drive on crappy roads. Well. Here's the thing. There's a trade-off, and they spend millions of dollars trying to find that sweet spot of performance and comfort. Yeah. Because if, if they make it nice and cushy, like like an old big old Cadillac DeVille or or whatever, a Buick LeSabre, it's not going to handle worth its crap. 
and you're going to take it on the racetrack or whatever, and it's going to feel like you're driving a couch around that's got like a heavy aunt and uncle on either side of you. Nice Barker lounger. Yeah, yeah Barker lounger. <laughs> hey, I got, <clears throat> excuse me, I got Magna Ride in my car, and uh, I, I I can get the best of both worlds. I can, I can put it in performance mode and stiffen up the suspension, or I can put it in, uh, what is that, on the cruising, or I can't remember. There's, there's another one. Big that, couch mode? Yeah, couch mode. There you go. <laughs> Barker lounger mode. But it comes at a price, too. It does. It does. It's a, I think it's a $2,000 option for <clears throat> for that option in the car, and I chose it. And Dude, David, sell that Hellcat <laughs> and uh, buy yourself something with Magnaride on it, and problem solved. Yeah, that, <clears throat> you can have a Chevy Citation and uh, and a Camaro. There you go. No, sell it and get, just get a Camaro and doesn't have to worry about it. <laughs> Oh, All man. right. Thanks for that Thanks email, for that. dude. Yeah, thank thank you very much. He did send us a picture on Twitter of his purple car too. I uh, I, I saw that and uh, liked his picture. <laughs> oh, let's move on here. We got a couple other things to to talk about before we end the show. Uh, one thing: February nineteenth is the last day you can order a new Chevrolet SS Rip Chevy SS. Oh, great car. Gone to. F- <laughs> Oh, man, way gone to. I, mean, I wish they could have come out with this car sooner and at a lower price point, but unfortunately, you know, they, it has to come in from Australia and all that good stuff. But I think you're going to be able to find this car on the lots. Well, kind of funny because uh, we talk about the Haggerty email list that I really enjoy. And uh, on February 9th, they came out with the 2017 Haggerty hot list of future collectible cars. And, um, Number three is the new Camaro ZL1, Woo-hoo. is what they predict. Number four is the new Colorado ZR2, which I don't even think is out yet. And then number five is the Chevrolet Corvette <clears throat> Grand Sport, and then it goes into Ford Raptor and Porsche this yeah. and Toyota 86 that. But um, Chevy SS is not on that, and I think no. they might have forgotten about that because I think that's going to definitely be a collectible car. I think so, too. Chevy SS. You know, also, I was talking about this article this week with Jason Port from Camaro News, and he also sent me articles from Haggerty from back in 2012 and 2013, both the same time they listed the 2012 ZL1 as a collectible car, and in 2013, the 2013 ZL1 as a collectible car as well. So they obviously think ZL1 is a collectible car. Yeah, I mean, I can't think they made a ton of them. No. I mean, they made a lot, but not a yeah. ton. No, they didn't. No. Hmm. But, Yeah. Cool. Um, let's yeah. let's end the show with the Dodge Demon. Yeah. The Dodge. We've been talking about this for the last three, four weeks, and we have to. We have to. Because they're going to be unveiling this car, New York Auto Show, uh, in April, and they've been releasing the, a video um, a week. This week's video, as, as Marcus talked about in his voicemail, the 815 uh, tires that are spinning, the... Uh, drag radial or drag tires that are just buckling as it spins and smokes. Do you think that does mean 815 horsepower? Well, it can't mean... It can't it, mean they're I, 815 I, wide. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. it looked like steamrollers. <laughs> um, you know, I was reading an article about it, and I think that with an interview with somebody in Dodge Marketing, they said that everything means something. So I think, I think that's the number. I, I really do. Yeah. There's a great article um, on allpar.com. They're also they're a great uh, website for all things Dodge. 
And I happen to know Patrick Rawl personally, and he does a great job. And he did this article called Truth or Fiction, Dodge Demon Power Rumors. And he wrote this this article. I'm going to link it up in the show notes. I think it, it, it goes perfectly. Mm-hmm. It goes perfectly to what we've been talking about uh, as well. He says, Dodge Demon's license plate, pound 2576 at 35, spelled, spelled out. Some people believe that is the equation predicting that the challenger's Challenger Demon's horsepower. The most popular belief is that it's 35% of 2,576, which is 901. So that number was the one that's being thrown around as being the horsepower. There's so so many wild rumors, including the one we talked about last week. This is the third photo uh, part was the media package for the 2018 Dodge Durango SRT. The new Dodge Durango has a 392 Hemi with 475 horse. But his performance page is shots. There's a digital dyno chart showing roughly 900 horsepower on a scale that goes up to 1,200. Why does uh, this picture is, is included? Uh, some believe this is the horsepower hint. So I, I don't know. Crazy. And then, of course, the 815 on the tires, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are no tires that are 815 millimeters wide. <laughs> <laughs> so this image has been doctored, but why? <laughs> it's also available from FCA with the correct 315 on the wheels. So this wallpaper was definitely altered. This is the most popular alternate hint. The others could all be something else, but we know that the number is supposed to be the width of the Nitto tire. So I'm going to link that up in the show notes too. There's great, great information there too. Alpar's always been a great resource for Jeep and Chrysler stuff. I'm looking at that uh, all, that Durango SRT. Gosh, six passenger, you know, whatever, 800 horsepower, 900 horsepower, whatever. Yeah. So you can yeah. make five people crap their pants simultaneously. <laughs> all right, dude, we got to get out of here. We got to end the show. Great. Lots of info here. Lots of info in the show. And we're hoping that you guys can, you know, be safe. Uh Keep it off the keep it off the road. Take it to the track. Just like our our title so of the show say. says. Be safe in your Camaro. Yep. Yeah. Buckle your safety belts. Do not drink and drive. Yep. So we'll be back at you next week and uh we'll see you then. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya! ya.